Welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. One is a Harvard Business School alum. The other is her son, discussing business, pop culture, family, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, Deb and Kev. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. Sitting over there, she loves watching the softcore love making of the new season of Outlander. It's my mom, Deb. I'm Deb. And since having mentioned Millie Vanilli, I've unironically listened to Blame It on the Rain 437 times. I'm her son, Kev, and this is our podcast. Deb, for those who are not familiar with Outlander, give them a quick synopsis. Okay, so... Because all I gathered is everybody's naked and just doing it. <laughs> it's a little Bridgerton, Bridgerton-ish. Got it. Okay, no, it's not. It's not bridgerton Well, the sex feels like it. So it's really, really weird. Like, I watched maybe two episodes of season one, okay. like a couple of years ago. Got it. And I went, oh, I don't know if this is for me, right? Yeah. Walked away from it. Then they showed a new season and there's five seasons and there's like, I don't know, 14, 18, I mean. Seasons or no, episodes? Episodes in a season. Got so it. then you know how you find something that'll last for a while? Yeah. Okay. So season one was like, at literally at one point, dad came in the living room and was watching it with me. And he kind of looks at me and I go, softcore porn, sort of, do you know what I mean? Very. Like, kind of. I have not watched an ounce of Outlander <laughs> until I came downstairs last night. And I'm watching this being like, this has been 10 minutes of people just <laughs> doing it. So that, so let me speak to that a minute. But so then you go through parts where the story is really good because it's about time travel, right? Got it. Where the story is really good. And you go through lots of parts where there's no sex. I mean, there's one couple. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> okay, one couple, clearly they're madly in love. But anyways, but that thing last night, here's what it was. There's the mom and dad were having sex. Yeah. And then it would go to the daughter and her new husband who were having sex. Got it. Then it would go to like the grandma and the man that she connected, which was uncomfortable, I want to say, having sex. Old people need love too, Deb. And then there were just like ancillary other people who are couples. Yeah, the dogs were humping out in the corner. <laughs> there were some like, squirrels on the fence. And it would go from like nakedness to half dress to blankets to not to sheets. It was like... A little menage. No, not like a menage. Well, you know, like a, a menage. An orgy, if you will. <laughs> I'm using the wrong word. What's the word? Uh, a thruple? No, 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 no. An entanglement? When there's this sequence that lasts. Oh, a montage. montage. A montage of menage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There, I couldn't get to montage. It's a montage of a menage, Got literally. Um, and... I t- looked at you in the kitchen and went, oh, God, yeah. this is so uncomfortable. I'm like, can we turn and on I Jeopardy? Just... <laughs> I flipped to Jeopardy so fast. <laughs> so, Deb, obviously obsessed with Outlander and all the tra- time traveling sex. Yeah. And I'm just obsessed with lis- listening to really bad 90s music. I listened to it originally. And yeah. I-, I don't think anybody else does this. You mean in the 90s? No, no. I listened oh. to it originally because I wanted to make sure that if I referenced Millie Vanilli, that I knew what I was referencing. And so I know that their biggest hit was Blame It on the Rain. So I listened to it one time, and I thought to myself, this is not a good song. Like, like do you do you remember hearing it and thinking it was a great song? I would have been six, so oh, no. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so I'm like, this is really overproduced, and it doesn't feel like anything was actually played as an instrument. And we, of course, know it wasn't them who was singing it. I'm like, this is bad. I should listen to it one more time just to see if I can find anything 
you know, endearing in it. Do you have it on the board? No, for oh, sure you not. Should've. Yeah. And then I was like, but maybe the third time or the fourth time or the 26th time, I'll understand mm-hmm. it. And then I did that thing where you just incept yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're like, if I play it back to back to back to back to back to back, I'll definitely understand it. And if I start playing it back to back to back while dancing and learning the lyrics, I'll definitely sure. understand it. And then if I start playing it back to back to back and dancing, having looked up the dance videos on YouTube so I can dance along with the chorus, then I'll for sure understand why they were the best new artists. And now I get it. And they're my favorite band. That's not true. They're my favorite band. We should give them the Grammy. You loved it when you started playing it backwards. Oh, I love everything about it. Do they you were, love everything They were about robbed. It? They should have been given that Grammy and then some. So, you know, I know Jill. Our friend Jill has a story somewhere of you dancing by yourself in a room in front of a mirror. Uh, everybody who's ever in. met me knows of a story of me just dancing by myself in front of a mirror. There Welcome you go. to being Kev's and friend. Th- this time, Millie Vanilli was the episode. We were in Austin. We had gone out to a bar that was literally in the middle of a neighborhood. They were surrounded by 360 degrees of homes, and then there was a bar. Made no sense. And it like you mean like it was like house, house, bar, house, house? Yep. Like if, if there was a bar at the corner of our street. Okay. Exactly wow, like weird. that. I don't think there were zoning laws in that neighborhood. And then I think we had the conversation of new it kids. It was Houston. Right. You said Austin. Oh, Houston. Houston. And there was a conversation of new kids on the block. And I was like, I think I can do the new kids on the block dance. And she was like, there's no way. You know, you know don't bet a dancing can. man. Yeah. And uh, I made sure to do all of my best Donnie Wahlberg dance moves in oh, front of a big mirror. Man. Felt really good about it. Good man. Good man. Well, you know, we like it when Jill loses the bet for sure. Of course. On today's show, <laughs> we will get to... A dad update. We'll get to a wedding roundup. We'll, uh, one of the most hotly discussed topics we've ever had, returning clothes. <laughs> I'll fill you in on that. Uh, we have yet to watch it, but the series finale of This Is Us premiered Tuesday night. We're going to watch it tonight. We're going to talk about our expectations for it, what that show has meant to us, and we'll try to avoid crying just by talking about mm. This Is Us. Mm. But before we get to any of that, there are a lot of times where I think to myself, how is Deb my mom? We view the world so different. Like the, there's a, a symbiosis for sure, but the way we interact with the world is so different. And then days like yesterday happen where we went to Costco together. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember from Monday's podcast, I chastised Deb because I had a theory that she was spitefully not shopping for me. <laughs> Which is, how can that even be a thing? But here's here's where my mom's a genius. So she looks at me because she knows the fridge is now bare. There is yeah. nothing oh, yeah. in the fridge that I need. I can outweigh you on and that. And she goes, sure. do you want to go to Costco? And I said, yeah, of course, because I have to go to mm-hmm. Costco. We end up going to Costco. And this is how Costco has turned into lately when I go with her. Deb usually pushes the cart mm-hmm. and I'm just, you know, free forming, rolling around <laughs> Costco. The last three times she goes, hey. You start shopping, I got to go to the pharmacy. And I'm Which like, is true. Okay. Yeah. And here's the problem with that. There's not a problem. I'm like 90% done with shopping <laughs> yep. by the time Deb's done at the pharmacy. Pharmacy line is long. So now I very much understand what she's doing. She's just looking for a buddy on the drive over to Costco who then can go do her bidding while she goes and picks up all of the drugs for her and dad. Fair enough. It is what it is. I walked straight into it, saw the wall coming. No big deal. So when we check out of Costco lines, we go to the self-checkout. Now, 
The self-checkout unto itself infuriates me. It makes mm-hmm. me happy because I ultimately don't want to interface with anybody because we can do it all ourselves now, which I appreciate. But it makes me super freaking angry because it's that same robotic voice mm-hmm. when you finally checked everything and you've paid. It's the same robotic voice saying, please remove all items from the, it's not tray. What is it called? I don't know what they call it. Anyways, and it repeats it over and it repeats it over. And, and no it matter, repeats here's it over. the thing, no it matter is, how fast you do it, like that is a scale. Meaning you scan it and it knows that that five pack of kombucha weighs six pounds. So it's waiting for six pounds to be put on the scale. When you've done and paid, you take off Things so it knows it's getting lighter and it knows it's getting lighter because you're removing everything. It's a yep. scale. Yep. Every 30 seconds, please remove items oh, from I the know. tray. Please remove it. items from the tray. I hate it. And I know it's a robot. I know there's not little Keebler elves in there on a microphone looking mm, at me maybe. saying, We haven't said anything in 30 seconds. Let's remind them to keep working. Could be. I understand that that robot isn't getting paid anything. It makes me so irrationally angry. To the likes of which I start telling it to just shut the F up. <laughs> it upsets me Sometimes too. very loudly I start saying that. Is that a toxic trait? You bet it is. But I have to do it. Now, here's where the story gets good. Here's where Deb and I overlap in how we view the world. <laughs> so there's a woman next to us. And she puts one of the boxes on the scale, which you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed yeah. to put a box on the scale and start loading into it because that box hasn't been scanned. So thus the scale and the robot don't know that that's an item. It thinks it's a foreign object. You shouldn't have it on there. So this guy comes over and helps her. And I would say she's what, Deb, in her late 30s, early 40s? Yeah. And she's chatting with him like she knows him, like she's having full-blown conversations with him. Like they're best friends out of work. Best friends out of work. Yeah. She told him like, oh, I was thinking about stopping by, uh, what is it, Panda Express and picking up orange chicken. I'm like, oh, okay, so these two... Clearly know each other, right? And he's but he's a better person than we are because he acted like he cared. Right. Yeah. And I'm so mad at the self-checkout that yeah. I'm MF in the self-checkout and I happen to hear her. So I just start pitching quietly, of course, start pitching her stuff in my own bread. Be like, yeah, I'll bet you want that much chicken, don't you, huh? <laughs> Panda Express. You know, great, great, great. So fast forward, she leaves. We start unpacking. Well, she did say something to us. No, she didn't say anything didn't to she? us. Didn't she? Oh, okay. And so... I start unpacking the cart, and again, the robot is just like, take it out, take it out, you idiot. Keep taking it out, you dumb-dumb. That's what you hear. Yeah, you're okay. so stupid. Mm. You don't know that this thing goes back in your friggin' cart, you moron. That's what I hear. <laughs> and sometimes I think that's what it actually says. I think every hundredth time, it just looks at you and says, you're so stupid. Your I, parents hate you. I would actually be happier yeah. if it would say stuff like that. If it like just that. said what it wanted to say, which mm-hmm. was like, I hate my job. I yeah. hate that you're here. They pay me minimum wage. Yeah. I'm a robot. You I'm not sentient. You paid too much for that yeah. kombucha. Yeah. I, I wanted to be a Tesla, right? Any of those things. Yeah. But instead, it's like, take it out of the tray. Take it out of the tray. Take it out of the tray. So I'm worked up. Deb and I proceed outside. The guy who checks the receipt. Cesar. Reading it like it's a novel. Oh, my God. He was usually. So here's the thing that I think with Cesar. I feel like he profiles people. Like, if you look kind of weird, he's going to take a while, you know? Sure. And there was a woman in front of us that I could go with Cesar on that, okay? Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. But then we got there, well, and yeah. I feel like- so, he, What does your theory mean? I feel like he kind of knows us and is normally very quick with us. 
Oh no. dear lord! Can't trust not those white night. people. Yeah, not like we were part of the group last He's night. He's just combing sure. through it line by three line. Three yogurts. Do you have three Greek? And yogurts? I look at you, and you look at me, and I'm just like, are we missing something? Like, is yeah. this TSA? Do we get dinged? Are we getting yeah. pulled off to the side? Cesar takes his 30 minutes, and he lets us go. As we're walking back to the car, I see that there was a car parked next to us, and there wasn't a car parked next to us prior. Which also is one of your pet peeves. For sure, but we're yeah. we're parked close enough to where yeah. it at least makes sense. The car door, the side door is like wide open. And I don't know if it's actually touching the car, but it looks like it's touching the car. So I'm not worked up yet. I've come down from the robot, <laughs> but I could easily work myself back up if somebody's car door is pressed against the car, right? Mm-hmm. We round the corner and it's the woman who was next to us checking out. I round the corner and I look at her and she starts talking to me so fast. <laughs> I assume I know her. Now, I know it's the woman who was next to us checking yep. out. I know Panda I Express, don't know her. Orange chicken. I've never met her before. I've never seen her before. But she starts talking to me so fast that I think, oh my God, you know this person. And she says- There wasn't time for a look and no. a breath. And Not she even. says, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. It's been such a crazy day. Like the thing you would say to somebody you know, to which I say, oh, okay, and she says the thing that now triggers Deb. She goes, oh, I'm a stylist and I had to cut 25 people's hair. To which I say in my head, why are you talking to me? But then I say, I guess it could have been worse. It could have been 26, right? That's what I say. And so- She thought that was delightful. Yeah, she, go, she said, well, I did have a guy come in and I told him, I'm sorry, I have to go to Costco. I don't have time to cut your hair. I'll see you tomorrow. Yep. To which I've stopped engaging- <laughs> At all at this point, right? And she adds on. She goes, "Huh, thank God you don't have to cost. Thank God you don't have to come to Costco so much because you get so much when you're here." And I wanted to be like, "Oh yeah, we come like seven times a month. Um, I'm six foot seven. I'm a huge human being. I consume a lot of food." But you don't say any. Of I don't that. say any of that stuff. By that time, I've taken the cart and I'm walking it away from both of you. Deb and I are done. Yeah, Deb and I are done. Back to the car. We've let Panda Express deal with herself, and she's yeah. in her car, and she pulls away. We both get in the car and it's just like that note of silence. And I go, what the hell was wrong with that woman? And Deb, without skipping a beat, goes, she cut 25 people's hair. What does she think? We're dumb. Because <laughs> then Deb goes, just do the math. In a normal eight hour day, she doesn't even have enough time. What is she buzz cutting everybody? Oh, my God. You make me sound. So judgy. But here's the here's what's oh great. Oh my god! I took something entirely different from that combo. More, I was just annoyed that she was speaking to me, that she was inhabiting my yeah. space and speaking to me like she knew me. And Deb's like, "Why is she trying to gaslight strangers?" Exactly. Because exactly, you, it's right. If yeah. you do it in your head, there's no way she cut twenty five people's hair. None. Yep. They all had to be men, or they all had to be little boys, and they all ask for buzz cuts. She would have had to have averaged one haircut every 15 minutes. Exactly. With no break. And I'm telling you, super cuts, quicken cuts, no. wherever they are, can't go that fast. You would have, so if she works at There's one of those- no washing no, hair. If yeah. she works at one of those churn and burn places, which is totally fine, that means a line out the door on a Tuesday. Yep. That means she's like the most hotly in demand one, yep. assuming that they don't just do a first come first serve rotation thing. Yep. And she is just 
one notch buzz cutting every single person's hair, spinning them around, cleaning them off, and then filling their their seat. You and I got tunnel vision focus on the fact that she was lying to us, that we couldn't get past it. She Well, so first of all, I did the math really quick in my head and went, no way. I mean, no way. Even on the churn and burn buzz cuts, like you have to trim those carefully. There was no trim. I mean, like, come on, lady. Like, there is no way. And then here's my big, 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 big pet peeve. Her hair, like bleach bottle, blonde, dried, frizzy, up in a little twisty, you know, with a little clamp comb thing like come right. on it's like I it's mean, like having a morbidly obese pe teacher same you're like how are you cutting anybody's hair when you walked out of the house looking like that but if we had needed a new best friend she was willing and able to just get in the back seat with us and come home yeah we would have had to stop at panda express on the way but she would have <laughs> happily yeah. been our third party but it was that moment where i thought like oh this is it this is we both reacted the same way just to different things yeah. but yours was far funnier because i was just annoyed by her presence and you were annoyed by her inability to do math i've figured out the math and no way could she have done 25 it is impossible so that's our costco experience and yeah. now the fridge is full of all the great things that i love that deb tolerates and that dad will never touch yeah i know it is uh yeah i got dad to eat a good lunch today though that's good speaking of dad give us a dad update So, uh, dad had an infusion a month ago and then three weeks off. I want to say it was a tough infusion. It was, um, I think now looking back, he had been on some antibiotics. They said he shouldn't be on the antibiotics. They moved, moved the infusion out a few days. I think he shouldn't have been on the antibiotics at all. I think it totally screwed him up. Got it. And I think it made, um, the side effects last a little bit longer than they should have. So it wasn't the best month for him. Today, he seems way better. He went this morning, antibiotic thing is all over, went this morning, came back, had a nap. I mean, I think he was home by like 10. And, he was home much earlier than we assumed. Yeah, and um, had a nap, but got up from the nap, and I said, hey, can I make you some lunch? He had some homemade soup. He had some bread and toast and stuff. So that part was good. He seems... I I said to him, this seems way better to me than last time. His energy level. His energy and his reaction to it. Because he usually will get kind of sick right away, like the first couple days. And he said he felt way better too. So we're hoping that this is a better scenario for him. And what we're trying to figure out, we're in a place right now, he'll have a scan in a couple of weeks. What we're trying to figure out, and if anybody has dealt with anybody that has, you know, kind of battling long-term cancer, there's kind of a sweet spot between treatment and non-treatment. You want the non-treatment so they can get over the effects of the treatment and feel stronger and healthier and better. Makes sense. Um, but there's a place where how far can you stretch it before the cancer kicks in again? Right. So we're trying to find that place. We know that the cancer grew when he didn't have five weeks of treatment. Not bad. We didn't think it was bad. I mean, the doctor didn't like it, but both dad and I thought it was pretty good. Now he's had an infusion, took a three-week break. Now he's had an infusion, another three-week break. We'll get the scan and we'll see. And I think if we could rely on this for a while, that would be great. In hearing you talk about this stuff, it just reminds me that 
literally everything is relative, right? Here we are over two years into this battle and both you and dad are like, well, the cancer didn't grow that much. So we're, we're okay. Yeah. Right. You change, you move oh, the bar really fast. It's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. It, it is a kind of day by day thing. We're, we're out of the hour by hour, which we were in, you know, at the end of the year, Yeah, it feels more day by day. It'd be nice if it was week to week. We're, we'll probably never see that again, but yeah. it, it certainly feels day by day. The cognition is tough yeah. right now. Yeah. Mostly because his body is fighting battles on all fronts, yeah. right? So it's probably pulling a lot of bandwidth from the brain. So there's a lot of repeating. There's a lot of pregnant pauses. There's a lot of staring into the abyss. <laughs> he looks very philosophical a lot of the time, like he's tackling all of there's life's biggest subjects. A lot of random excitement about the weirdest things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Uh, we, we, we had a task for him to replace a battery in a car key. The YouTube tutorials have that at about 15 to 20 minutes. Yep. We spent four days on it. Yep. Ultimately didn't get anything that we wanted from it. And that's fine. There was, we, we applaud the effort, right? You've got to love his answer to the problem. So what we were trying to avoid was going and spending an absurd amount of money on a brand new key for a car that is 15 years old at this point. Right. So we tried to DIY it. And, and I will say this, and I think he, I think he could hear this. Pre-cancer Gary could have DIY'd that thing oh, in the same day. In a heartbeat. Without yeah. ever thinking about it, yeah. right? Current day Gary struggles, which is fine. Yeah. That, that's, that, is, yeah. that is a piece of information we didn't have before, but now we know. So his response to that was, here's the credit card. <laughs> Mom and I are going to help buy you a key. To which I said, totally unnecessary. Wouldn't hear that. Wouldn't hear no. So I've instead said, well, can we split it up into thirds, please? And I think that's... A happy middle ground. Oh, he wasn't going to take my money. I mean, right. I said, I, well, first of all, he goes, I'll buy it. I said, that's ridiculous. He doesn't need you to buy it. Right, for and sure. I, and, but he took on the responsibility of it. Yeah. And to him, he thinks he failed. So now somehow he thinks he owes you the money. Yeah, which he doesn't, you know, under any he, circumstances. And I mean, I said that to him and I said, listen, if you're going to do it, split it with me. Yeah. Which he was like, rah, 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 you know, so I know I finally got there, right? Right. And then... um I, so maybe, so thanks for turning it into thirds, Kev. Well, the you funny know? part is I was leaving and he goes, hey, before you go, I go, yeah. And I never know what he's going to say at this yeah. point. It's a, it's a grab bag. And he reaches into his uh, wallet and he hands me his credit card. And I go, what am I going to do with this? And and we've talked about this before. My dad, I like surprises, but my dad does surprises in a weird way. Yeah. He'll give yeah. you like 75% of the answer. Yeah. But then kind of expect you to be like, it's a surprise. Like, well, no, you've already started the conversation. Yeah. Like, what is it why am I holding on to your yeah. credit card right now? And I eventually got out of him. He's like, well, mom and I want to help you with the key. To which it sounds like I'm 15. Right. <laughs> right. Right. To which I'm like, dad, totally unnecessary. The key still works. Meaning I can open the door. It just yeah. doesn't have the electronic component. He's like, no, 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 no. I know what the price is. We want to split it with you. And I go, okay, dot, 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 TBD. We'll have a further conversation with this. But why do I need your credit card right now? And he goes, oh, I guess you don't. So, But he still left it with you, didn't he? No, I, I, what, what would I need this credit card for? I wasn't going anywhere. Well, he also, and, and speaking of the cognitive thing, yeah. so when he called BMW to order the key, um, they were very emphatic because, you know, someone's trying to make a key for your sure, car, yeah. right? So that the registration 
you have to have ID, you have to bring it all, it all has to match the VIN, yeah. you mean all of that. So it really has to be you that goes in with all of that. Yeah. Or I, maybe I could go in with your ID, I don't know, but you know, to pay for it, right? Yeah. So that I'm not somebody that's going to go take your car away. Right. And um, so he went through all that. I mean, he and, and that was an involved process. Sure. He neglected to tell you any of that. Nothing. Like, go down to BMW, pick it up now. Right. And you're like, no, 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 there's this other part. Give him, he has to take the registration. He knows surprises are great. Yep. He can't execute on them. Yeah. That's yep. the only difference. He can't do that right now. Right. So I, I, Let's be honest. He wasn't really great at it <laughs> to begin with. I just found, look, and I'm going to say we're, this We're quietly. whispering right now because he's, he's sleeping next door. I just found some gluten-free lasagna. Where? Hidden in the bedroom. In his bedroom? Yep. Doesn't that have to be refrigerated? No, no, no. It's just the hard pasta. The dry. Oh, the, oh you mean the actual, not lasagna, not a full baked uh, lasagna. The lasagna noodle. Okay. Okay. There's like three boxes. Love it. And I go, what's this all about? And he goes, it's a surprise. Oh, nice. <laughs> surprise. You get to cook me dinner. <laughs> Well, he's not gluten-free. Of course not. He's and not going to make lasagna. I go, for what? And he kind of looks at me a little confused, and then he goes, I was going to make you lasagna. And oh I go, my gosh. when? And then he goes, for Valentine's Day. Pardon? <laughs> 2023? So here's what I think he did. I think he ordered yeah. the gluten-free lasagna noodles uh-huh. off of Amazon. For sure. And then I think he... Hid them. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't find them. In November. <laughs> and there they are still hidden. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Valentine's Day will rack it back in Planning 2023. Planning ahead, totally. and it's a dry noodle. It'll still be yeah. okay. We yeah. love a planner. We love a planner. <laughs> love exactly. a good yeah. planner. Sometimes you can't execute on the plan, but we love- We love a good planner. A planner. So yeah. there's the data. So okay. God bless him. Yeah. yeah. Feeling better, cognition, suffering, still a great human being. Wedding roundup. Yeah, okay. Kevin. Uh, listen, people are dying to know. So the wedding roundup. Here's here. There's some good nuggets that came from this. Okay. Uh, Remind people of the stuff. So uh, I was going to a friend's wedding in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I met this friend through my ex, and he's pretty much the only mutual friend of ours that I've held on to. Everybody else went with my ex, which is totally fine because well, they were all there before me. They're all me. there. Yeah. For sure. Have and no, geographically, they're there. For sure. Yeah. And, and I have no ill will to any of that. None. Zero. It was fu- totally fine. But he and I formed our own bond, strong enough for me to go to the bachelor party, strong enough for me to be invited to the wedding. Obviously, we've talked about this a couple times. At the bachelor party, uh, I paid for elements of the bachelor party. Other people paid for other elements of the bachelor party. One individual paid for a nightclub. I Venmoed people. I Venmoed this one person a reduced rate because of what I had paid. He canceled the Venmo, not understanding that it was already a reduced rate. I explained it to him, to which he said, you should have explained it further. Then he didn't pay. And on the week of the wedding, I got a, I got a text from him, and then I got a Venmo payment from him, right? So all was good. But Leading we, up to the wedding, for all sure. was fine. All debts were paid. Yep. No issues whatsoever. But we were curious what was going to come from it, yep. right? We were interested if this would be the Mm -hmm. last thing. And I will say this, it was the last thing 
dot, dot, dot. But man, there was a great reveal that happened at the wedding. Okay. Okay. Tell us. So it's a New Orleans wedding in May. The threat of rain, constant. Oh, okay. And the gods of weddings shined on my friends to the likes of which I would have never anticipated. Every single day leading up to the wedding, the entirety of their wedding from five to 11 was supposed to be rain. I mean, rain, rain. Oh my gosh, New Orleans rain. New Orleans rain. We all wake up, not a ounce of moisture is planned for the entire day. Which is, I'm telling you, when it is like that in New Orleans, it's amazing. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Blue skies, sunny. Mm -hmm. There were so many weddings. My Uber almost dropped me off at the wrong wedding because there were so many weddings just in and around where we were having a wedding. I show up unintentionally like a minute before the wedding starts. I thought I was going to somehow steal the bride's moment by walking out to Here Comes the Bride because that's how close I cut it. Thank God there was another guy who I knew who was actually behind me. So we got to be dumb and dumber walking into the wedding. It was on a rooftop, very beautiful, super hot, fanning ourselves. Lovely ceremony. They had two of their friends marry them. It was Mm. great. Then what happens is you stay on the rooftop while they get the reception ready and you can order beer and wine and custom cocktails and they pass around, you know, crab cakes and all that kind of stuff. So we're up there and we're chatting and and my ex is there. And again, we've talked about my ex before. She's a lovely individual. We love her. her. Wish her nothing but the best. And she brought a date and I was like so happy that she brought a date. When I... When I think about my ex, I tend to think of myself as like a guilty party that I that I had done something to her and I and I, she she is not like some wilted flower. What is no, it? No, no, no. There's a term wallflower. Something no, not wallflower, but something like that. And to see her with this date who I'm telling you this guy fits her mold far better than I ever did. Like if I could have created a version of what I thought was right for her aesthetically mm-hmm. and the way he kind of interacted with everybody, it like would be this guy. Nice. Like for sure it nice. would be this guy. More Southern, more reserved, mm-hmm. more classically hurt. Well, let's be honest. You kind of made her uncomfortable. I made her very uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, you she, thought you were funny and yeah. she was aghast. She was always terrified of what I was going to say in mixed <laughs> exactly, company. Exactly. And she lived with that for a yeah. long time. Like she would she tell did a good job. She, she would did a good tell job. friends beforehand, like just FYI, like I don't know what Kevin's going to say, which I took as a compliment. She felt compelled to have to explain you. For sure. Yeah. Probably not great. But she is a lovely Southern woman. Totally. I mean, she is polite. Yep. She is well-bred. Yep. I mean, I, I mean that in the best sense possible. Absolutely. Yeah. So very mannerly. It felt kind of college-esque in that she had her contingent, and it was clear that contingent was going to stay around her. Yeah. And I'm sure me walking in at the very last minute kind of sucked the air out of the room, N- not because of anything bad, but because maybe they all thought like, oh, oh we're not, not going yeah. to have to deal with yeah. this, right? Yeah. Surprise. Here's Kevin. Yeah. Here's Kevin <laughs> ruining everything. So, uh, the the ceremony ends. We're all kind of gathering around. I, I give her a wide berth with all of her friends. Some of her friends kind of splinter off, and we just have some small talk. Super super nice. Asking me about my life. Me asking me me asking them about theirs. Very nice casual conversation. 
So all of uh, the groomsmen were in seersucker suits, which is just nice, awesome, Perfect. right? Yeah. Totally great. So the guy I had uh, that tiffed with over mm-hmm. Venmo, he comes by, gives me a firm handshake, big smile, happy to see you, really nice. And it was on his way out to go take more photos, right? Totally above board, nothing untoward. He and I had like one or two interactions the entire evening. He was super civil. I was super civil. And again, it wasn't over anything right. crazy at all. But it, he has picked a side. Sure. Yeah. As he yeah. should. Right. As he should. Right. So there was nothing to report there. The biggest reveal was this. And this is where, man, when 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 personal life of a podcast comes crashing into real life of living, you can't help but just laugh. So one of the groomsmen who I know, who was also on the bachelor party, he and I are chatting and we're chatting for like five minutes, really casual conversation. His partner is sick, but they're planning on coming to Reno soon because his partner's parents live in Truckee, whatever. And he goes something, something about, oh, oh. So he said, how he kind of does a nod over to my ex and he goes, do you think anything is going to happen? I was like, oh my gosh, no, not at all. Like we're totally fine. And he goes, cause it would be good content for your podcast, right? And I say, yeah, which is weird because most people I like, no, no, don't ever mention the podcast. Yeah. And he's saying this with like a big smile on his face. There's nothing untoward. He goes, because if she owed you money, you would talk about it on your podcast. (laughs) And I just was, I'm sure I turned every shade of red imaginable. I was just like, oh my God. Because it's like, if this guy has heard about it, they've all All heard heard about about it. it. And so in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you're kind of a dick because you talked about it on your podcast ad nauseum. Yeah. It was great for the rest of us listening. For sure. But to the point where you spurred someone into action to pay you because of how you talked on your podcast. So then there's one piece of me that somehow feels guilty about that, right? Oh, no, because I don't think you were, you weren't like, and this guy is horrible and right. I'm going to, you weren't like that, but you know, you did point out his error. Sure. Yeah. But then the other part of me said, what else can I get done on this podcast yeah. if I just start talking exactly. about it? Exactly. Right. I love it. So, uh, the wedding was fine though. It was a beautiful wedding. Uh, the, the reception was an absolute blast. It was clear that I was going to be kind of relegated to the outcasts. Totally fine. I thrive with the outcasts. My ex came up to me. We chatted really quick. Super nice. Everything good there. Yep. She checked in with with about you and dad. I asked about her parents. Totally fine. Yeah. Lovely. The, my biggest takeaways were this. The dancing was an absolute blast. Uh, my friend Nick is Greek, so they smashed plates. Ooh, love it. Awesome. Yep. Uh, here's a little, side, uh, a little side note about smashing plates. When you smash plates, uh, they break up into thousands of pieces. Don't there's, know if you know that. I think they're supposed to. Uh, well, here's the thing I know. At um, Jewish weddings, like yeah. the civil wedding, they wrap them in a cloth no. and smash them. The Greeks are chaotic. Okay, yeah, because people can get cut right. and stuff. For sure. Each of them had a plate. Both of them smashed it in the middle of the dance floor. Yeah. Amazing to see. That's one of those, my future self is going to have to deal with it, and the future self has to deal with it one second later. Yeah. Uh, so being the wallflower that I am, I grabbed a broom and started sweeping everything up while dancing to pour some sugar on me. Aren't you nice? Thank you. 
So that was lovely. And then the other stuff that almost brought me to tears, as I mentioned, you know, she had her group of friends who was at one point my group of friends. Right. And though I would have loved to have caught up with them all in a meaningful way, it was clear that wasn't going to happen. But one by one, they kind of all made their way over to me, except the ones who are real ride or die with her, which I'm sure I'm toxic. That's right. Yeah. But one of them, one of them married her really close friend. They got Mm -hmm. married earlier in the year. Uh, I won't say his name, not that he listens, uh, but we used to call him dad. He, he's younger than me, okay. but he, he looks like a father. He okay. looks like he would wear the, the chef curries, the khakis, the polo tucked in, the kind of swooped hair. He's got a dip in at all times. He's just like dad vibes. And we okay. would call him dad because he would also take care of all of us, yeah. right? He came over to me. His, his girlfriend had gone to the bathroom, or his wife had gone to the bathroom, and he came over to me, and he goes, hey. I go, hey. He's like, I'm not supposed to talk to you. <laughs> I said, I figured that as much. But then he reached his hand out, he shook my hand, he goes, I just want you to know I miss you. Aww. I know. I almost dropped me to my knees. Aww. Because he is such a kind person. He is such a good heart. And for him to say that, we chatted for like two minutes, big laughs. His wife came back out of the bathroom. He's like, all right, I'll see you later. I said, sure will, bud. <laughs> So that was just that is so sweet. That in and of itself, there was this finality that I never thought I needed. Mm-hmm. And seeing her happy, seeing yeah. her with her friends, yeah. getting moments of kindness from our mutual friends who clearly yeah. went out of their way to provide it to me. Right. Um, super humbling. And like I said, I never needed this this finality. I didn't need this book to close. I I felt everything was wrapped up in nice. This was and yet you did. This was the ribbon on top of all. Yeah, of it. it was and yet it was you did. super super nice, and it was a great wedding. Everybody had fun. We actually second lined after the oh, reception, fun. so we second lined at eleven o'clock at night. So nice. just picture this: you have an entire wedding, people dressed to the nines, seersucker, white gowns. You know, everybody in their best outfits coming down New Orleans side streets. People coming out onto their porches, mm, love it, waving their own hankies, oh, waving at you, clapping, playing, playing tambourines, like oh. just getting lost. This is eleven eleven thirty at night that this is happening. People will never not find a reason to celebrate in New Orleans. Yeah, and you forget that the thing, the lifeblood of New Orleans is its people. It has yeah. always and forever been its people. And when you're doing something like that, they just swarm it. They want to be a part of it. People are taking photos. People are taking video. It's just this amazing experience. We second line for about 45 minutes. And the second line ends on Frenchman, not bourbon, but Frenchman. Frenchman's like where you'd find all the music, right? Mm -hmm. So picture this. It's Frenchman Street on a Saturday night. Yeah, wild. midnight. Wild. We have a, a bride in her full wedding gown. Wow. And the entire party is marching single file down Frenchman because we're all going to this next place. Yeah. I left early. Early is like two. I received photos of the bride and groom in their full bridal attire, passed out in a nightclub at 5.30 a.m. Oh, no. Passed out. And to me, that is a successful New Orleans wedding. Oh, I mean, somebody took a photo. I'm I'm, I'm sure they got them going, but they are, they're, Chins are on their chest, comatose. That is great. It's great. That is great. Yeah. Then, then a good time was had by all. A great time was had by everybody. Here's what I want to say. And I want to say one little thing about your ex. Here's the thing about her. I love it that she has ride or dies. Yep. And I love it that they stuck by her. For sure. But I want to say this. She is such a lovely 
girl, lady, woman. Yeah, she's in her 30s. She's like, a woman. She would not have cared if every single one of them would have come up and said something to you. Not at all. I mean, she is unbelievably gracious. And I like it that those people stuck with her. That is the right thing to do. I yeah. mean, it is mm-hmm. when it's your friend. I like it that a couple snuck away yeah. too to make you feel good. Yeah. But I want to say just from her perspective, I know her well enough to say that, you know, there's just no malice on her part. No. She's really one of the best hearts ever. It was it was this really great moment of being able to celebrate a friend who I met through her. Mm-hmm. And it was this really great moment of being able to see her happy. Yep. And then it was these selfish moments of of getting to feel loved by people who you just thought you would never really interact with again. Yeah. So yeah, perfect. All around. It was wonderful. Kevin, that's really like you warm the cockles of my heart. That made me feel good. Now let's get to the thing that people thought was a lightning rod topic. Mm, This is amazing. And that is the ethics of returns. And I feel like the quality of my motherhood is on, I mean, literally on judgment here. The amount of people who texted or DM'd or who I saw in the real world who had opinions about this was unbelievable. We have talked about literally everything and anything under the sun. And this is the thing people care about. And it's returns. If you want to Get out of a family event. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Talk about your way of returning things. Talk about your personal return policy. Now, listen, I thought about something since we talked about it before. I I know I'd mentioned that we had gone to, remember when we were talking about Lake Mead? Yes. And I mentioned that our friends from London came and got a huge houseboat. We all went there. So the wife had said, hey. I want to stop at this little shopping place before we get down to Lake Mead. You know, like um, the place that has Best Buy and the linen place and all those places in it. You know, the big box stores. Do they call that a mall? And a Costco. But, you know, all outside. Just a big shopping center. So we go into, I think it was the Best Buy. No, Bed Bath & Beyond. We go into Bed Bath & Beyond. And she buys some of those flameless candles. Okay. Like the Sternos? No, no, no. um, I say flameless um, the battery is in them. Do you know what I mean? A little battery. Lanterns? No, they're candles. They're Oh, but they're like decorations. You just switch exactly. them on and they just, kind of flicker. Yeah, they kind Got of it. flicker. So she bought some of those. I want to say they. she bought like a five pack for $99, something like that Okay. at Bed Bath & Beyond. And is she just doing this for the trip? No, no. She's going to take them home in a oh, suitcase okay. to Got London. Okay? okay. Actually, what she said is they were going to go to her house in Montenegro. Got it. So those That's are really going to travel. a good landing place yep. for those candles. So- we go over to Costco next. Costco is just, they are out of their minds. It's too much for them. Well, like our friend, the husband, is like buying 102 bottles of wine. Got to. I look at him and I go, he, this is so cheap. This is so cheap. I go, we're only going to be on here for like four days. He's like, oh, I don't care about you. This is coming home, baby. <laughs> I mean, it was wild. So the exact pack of candles are at Costco for forty nine ninety five. Of course they are. So I say, she goes, these are forty nine ninety five. I go, brought, buy them. She goes, I don't need to. I said, no, we'll take the other ones back. She goes, what? I go, we'll just take them back. She goes, take them back. What do you mean take them back? I go, we'll return them. She goes, return them how? I said, we will return them to Bed Bath & Beyond. I mean, do you have the receipt? She said, yes. She goes, what, what do you actually mean return? Oh, this is just a foreign concept to the foreigner. Completely foreign concept. I said, we walk in the store. And we say, hey, we don't want these anymore. She goes, are we going to say we found them at Costco? I said, unnecessary. No, you just say, I have the privilege of not wanting these anymore. Mm -hmm. Take them back. They're yours. And then give me my money. Yeah. She goes, 
are they going to give me my money? I said, yes. Yeah. This was... Yeah, this isn't a cage match thing. <laughs> this was such a big deal to her. She felt very uncomfortable, you could tell. And she's very proper British, right? Yeah. Very, very uncomfortable. So we drop her at the curb. And her husband says, yeah, she's going to come back out with those candles. Really? And I go, what? And he goes, no, no, no. She will not be able to go through with it. This is beyond. I mean, like, no way. And so I jump out the car and dash in. And she's standing there with the candles in her hand like, ah. And it says returns. Like right in front of her. There's a sign made for this. They're promoting it. They want you to do returns. I grab her. I grab the candles. I go, come on. Because I really wanted her to see. We literally, I said, hey, we don't need these. Capitalism isn't all bad. (laughs) Exactly. I push him forward with the receipt. The girl grabs the receipt, doesn't say a thing, inputs it, gives her the receipt, and she goes, the credit will show on your credit card. And she's like, thank you. She's waiting for the armed guards. Yeah. And then we just walked out. She goes, that's it? I said, that's it? I said, so today it'll show 99 and then it'll show a $99 credit. Amazed. She thought it was like better than magic. So everything in Europe is final sale? I don't know. I mean, but I just know maybe for her. I mean, I know she was horrified at the thought of returning them. That's wild. Horrified. Can you imagine a United States where you couldn't return anything? That that would actually ruin the system. That would ruin the totality of our country. Well, I've got to believe they have Amazon, so now they must be returning, right? You mean abroad? Yeah. I would hope so. Well, I mean, and they've also had COVID. So the combination of COVID and Amazon means you buy and return, buy and return, correct? I love returning things. Well, yeah, it's money back in your pocket. Right. Yeah. I can't fathom the idea. The stress for me would be like, oh my God, do I really need this? Like, yeah. do I really need this? And I'm talking about like food. Can yeah. I oh, get yeah. through these meals? Yeah. Yeah. Can I not eat for four days? Because what if this these eggs are bad? Yeah, no, they're I mean, not. I gotta just keep them. No, like we return bad things, but we return good things too. <laughs> well, we return good things for sure. So, the return topic. Okay, everybody. I, I, I guess this is just like a familial thing. You're raised a certain way. So here's what I want. I want yeah. you to divide it up. There's uh-huh. the yays, yeah, and the nays. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you want to go first? Yays or nays? Here's what I want to say. Okay. You're all hypocrites. <laughs> All of you are hypocrites. Okay, so who's bigger, the yays or the nays? I would say it's this. I would say it's this. I don't know that anybody came out definitively one way or the next. Yeah. There's a lot of judgment, though, on what I said. Was there? A lot of judgment. Because we've established this through the conversation that Deb and I had. You can give things a trial run. You can wear a shirt. You can wear pants. You can try a product. You can give it the old, let's figure this out before I actually commit to it. Yeah. But then you came to the the realization that like, but if you wear it for a thing, like yeah. a wedding, that's different than just wearing it in your normal life, right? To which I pushed back and I said, how so? Well, so, you know, like with shoes, they will often say like if in the days where there was actually a shoe person that helped you, yeah. you know, like a real person that would fit shoes. You know, if you would cobbler, well, no, if you would say, I want to go home and try these, I'm not sure they would say this is, was always their instruction, wear them on the carpet Got it. because they didn't want the bottoms right. to get worn. Yeah. Okay. So if a person in the store is going to say to you, wear these all around, just wear them on the carpet, meaning we don't want them to show any wear or tear. If they're not comfortable to you and a shoe is a perfect example then put it in the box and bring it back because what do they want to be able to do? 
resell Sell it. it. So if you put a shirt on, and, and you are a perfect example, if you put a shirt on, and let's just say you go, this is the sleeves aren't going to be long enough, but that's okay. I'll roll them up. But then you roll them up, you go out to have brunch, you get nothing on the shirt, and you realize like these sleeves are just too tight, yeah. right? I mean, I can't really function. I feel like I'm going to rip them. I think you get to come home as long as you haven't anywhere and tear it. on the yeah. shirt, the same as the shoes, that you get to realize, I mean, that's a genuine reason the shirt isn't going to be comfortable for you. Pack it back up. It's still eligible for resale, yeah. as were the shoes that you wore on the carpet, right? For sure. I don't disagree with any of that. Okay. So my question to you would be, what's different than going to a, what? what where's the difference in going to a five-hour brunch, which people brunch for that long, and going to a five-hour wedding? Well, here's the thing about the weddings. No, let me say this. Let's get Is real. it because it's memorialized in photos and memories? No, it's not even that. I mean, what are you doing at a brunch? You might be standing around a little bit the rest of the time you're sitting. What you're not doing is breaking a sweat. What you're not doing is dancing like crazy. So you're saying you're that because doing... I'm an active wedding participant, yeah. one who, who not only sweeps up broken plate yep. debris, yep. but dances and gives a show yep. while doing it, well, I you, render my returns moot. You, well, this is what you say, but we have to have rules that apply to everybody. Uh -huh. You say, hey, I don't sweat, so I'm cool. That's true. That's not how it works. People do sweat. Well, some sweat. people do sweat. And the, if you're and, a big sweaty cow, then that sucks. Here's the thing. There is always crotch sweat. I mean, for sure. Wrinkle, crotch sweat. It's there. I can see it. You see it on people. You see wrinkly crotch sweat. I don't see the actual sweat. You go, but excuse I me, sir. There's a lot of wrinkly I, crotch sweat going on. In a humid environment. I hope you're not returning those pants. In a humid environment, yeah. which New Orleans is, you see all the crotch wrinkles are excessive because of the sweat on the person. See, I think you're picking, you're choosing and picking when it is okay and not okay to return things. The argument of taking the exact same outfit to brunch and thus being okay to return it, but saying the exact same outfit at a wedding is not okay, well, I see no difference. I want to say this, if the exact same outfit... yeah. Where like you go, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. I mean, I had to take it off. This felt terrible. Yeah. I mean, something like that. I did like take that. my jacket off. I mean, if you had to say like this shirt, I could never wear it again. That's also an additional reason. But just because you paid too much or it looked too good or what? I mean, I mean a couple more drinks, I would have taken my shirt off. Uh, so here's where we're yeah. at with everything. Okay, give it. Do, are, do people think less of our family now? Well, yeah. I mean... It, Let's let's be honest. If there is somebody to blame here, it's Deb for raising me. Yeah. Always. Okay. It's always I'll Deb's take it. fault. I'll take it. The question was going to be moot. Should anything have returned less than perfect? Right? Okay. Yep. Like one of the things we said was there I'm wearing white pants. I'm wearing was, white pants to I a was, wedding. I was nay on the white pants. The returning of them. Yep. But the idea was there's going to be something on it. You're you're at a New Orleans wedding. Right. Things get raucous. There's yep. red wine. There's drinks. By the way, seven glasses broke on the dance floor throughout oh, the entire evening, break. right? Yep. Then you're going to second line down in New Orleans Street. And if you've never been in New Orleans, their streets aren't really streets. They're more obstacle courses yep. Yep. of uneven level. And then you're going to go down Frenchman, right? So like these pants, this jacket stood no chance yep. of being clean. Yep. This is uh, 
What is that mud race? Spartan race. I don't think that's what it's called. Mud rucker. Yeah, that. There you go. That's what it's called. The pants are pristine. Pristine. I'll have to take a look at the pants. The jacket, right off the rack. Somehow, with no forethought and no consciousness of it, both items look like they were bought same day. It's unbelievable to me. Because I, obviously being in the middle of the dance floor, for sure had the drinks break around me. I didn't just touch the broom once. I touched it many times. Then, again... At the end of the night, you're signing up to get dirty. Yeah. Like you just know it. I mean, the the bride went to nightclubs in her wedding dress. Yeah. Oh, she's a mess. Right. Yeah. They're pristine. The clothing is brand mm, new. Now you have a dilemma. So So what are the votes of your friends? Here here's what I would love to hear. Oh, and can we divide it into men and women too? If that is that possible? No. Okay. No, we're just going to it's a consensus. Okay, this is what consensus. I want. I just want opinions because we thought this was going to be an easy outcome. We're not yeah. going to return anything that's stained. We're not going to return anything right. that, that, would be wrong. that needed to be washed. Yeah. But everything is perfect. I don't know how it's perfect, but it's perfect. Okay. Here's my question. What did people say before? I think it was all, we're really curious to see what you're going to do with that outfit. Like, so nobody said, oh, Kevin... You can't do that. That's impossible. Uh, I would say this. Um, based on my very, very, very rough approximated poll, it was pretty even about people saying like, it's America. You get to return whatever you want to return. People just take it back, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was other people who said like, come on, like you're going to wear the clothes. Like if you wear, so there's, there was somebody who said, if you wear anything, it's yours. So can I ask about one person? No, I don't know any names. I couldn't oh, okay. remember any okay. actual okay. opinions about All right. the individuals. I just remember the overarching themes of what it was. And so it's a real Sophie's Choice over yeah. here. Of, yeah. I will never wear these white pants again. Yeah. But I understand that there was a lot of life lived in these white pants. Yeah. The green sport coat, I actually don't mind because it was comfortable. But again, I don't ever wear sport coats. Yeah. I'm fine with the dress shirt. The dress shirt is nice. I'll probably wear the dress shirt. Did people again. like the Madras belt? Did you wear the Madras belt? I did. I like that. There wasn't enough people that I knew at the wedding who would have hyped up my fit as much yeah. as I would have liked. But a lot of people, when I commented on their attire, made sure to compliment my nice. attire too. But nice. you know, when you're in a wedding and six guys are wearing wearing seersucker, you're kind of yeah. by by facto not as cool. But don't you think if I were ca- to categorize it? It would be Reno and Boston that love your clothes the most. I think anybody who sees me in a loud outfit loves it. Oh, okay. All right. I think the height, the personality, the charisma, the charm, they all just love it. (laughs) I think it all goes hand in hand. So TBD on what we're going to do. But boy, we are are struggling to come to a decision here. Because the votes are pretty much right down the middle. I will do whatever anybody says. Okay. So people need to vote. People and need if to tell I us. don't, I will lie to you and tell you that I did. Okay. So we need we need a strong vote here yep. because we need a majority rules. We need a definitive count. Yeah. We don't want to recount. No. We want it to be definitive. We want to declare yay or nay 
the winner. Because here's the thing. If one person says return it and that's the only vote, guess what your boy's doing? Same You're returning day. it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. It's all going back. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, if that happens, I don't think that'll happen. But if that happens, you can. Love it. Putting my fate in the hands of the listeners. I think I think I've been nice to them, so we're good. All right, Deb. Um, one of our favorite series ever. Yeah. We've talked about it briefly on this podcast. Well, we just talked about it as hating one of the characters. But our favorite, one of our favorite series, This Is Us. The, yeah. the great story oh. of the Pearsons. So sad. This is the ending. finale aired Tuesday. Yeah. We are going to watch it tonight on Wednesday. I would say for the past five episodes, mm-hmm. we've had so many tissues. Oh, we've watching cried. it. We've cried for sure. Because it's gotten super heavy because it's dealing with a lot of uh, a lot of heavy topics. It's dealing with divorce. It's dealing with death. It's dealing with dealing with divorce and yeah. death and yeah. families maturing and growing apart and coming together. And and the they hit those notes so well and they keep playing it to the point where I mean, I don't know how deep we want to get into this. I don't really want to spoil it for anybody. I mean, spoiler alert, people die. But the death scenes, it's not even the death scene that's emotional. It's everything leading up to yeah, it. It's, I mean, so I will just tell people there's this one part, and this actually, nobody was actually dying in this. Yeah. But we were worried that Rebecca was taking a turn. Rebecca is the, is the matriarch of yeah. the family. It is her kids who are surrounding her with their wives and husbands and grandchildren waiting next to her on her deathbed. So it's Mandy Moore, the actress that plays her. And I want to say like the young Mandy Moore versus the middle-aged Mandy Moore versus the old Mandy Moore. I mean, if there were an Oscar for this, Mandy Moore should get it. She does such a good job. Deb's vote right now is for the Emmy for mm-hmm. Best Actress in a Dram- Dramatic Series, Mandy, Mandy Moore. Moore. Mandy Moore. And even it was really funny because I saw Sterling K. Brown um, interviewed, and he said, like, she is so overlooked. She is so amazing. Yeah. He was like yelling. He goes, I am eight years older than her in real life, and every scene I do with her is my mother. Yeah. I believe she is my mother. The makeup is incredible. The makeup is incredible. And she is incredible yeah. the way she does it. But anyways, we're both crying. We're both like have tissues. Sobbing. Crying. Before the episode started, I handed Deb 10 tissues. Yeah. And so there is this part where it's this beautiful home and there's these different generations of people and I'm crying and Kevin's crying. And then I blurt out her. I mean, I sob out. I go, oh my God. God, you're not going to have anyone when I die. <laughs> and you go, that's just what I was thinking. It was awful. It was bad. It was awful. I'm going to start adopting people yeah. right now for I'm you. I'm going to go find I'm brothers so and sisters. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to adopt seven kids oh, before the next podcast. All I could see is this beautiful home, me dying in it, yeah. and just you. Just I mean, me. no offense. Just, just looking around. Me. It Anybody was, else? And they're all eating. Anybody like, else want to come say goodbye to Deb? They're doing my family. I know that's so sad. No, as many of you can come, but I mean, just let me know. So they're parking. I mean, like literally they're all eating Chinese food takeout with their own little chopsticks and visiting and fighting over the Kung Pao chicken and all that. And and the kids are out playing in the yard. Like it is every deathbed dream. For sure. And it's going to be you and me, Kevin. It's going to be like, Mom, you want any more orange chicken <laughs> yeah, from Panda exactly, Express? Exactly. Oh, you're sorry. You're comatose. You can't eat any of this. So here's what I have to say. Listen, this doesn't have to be a thing 
that is a big deal to anybody except to Kevin and I. Sure. If I like you, if you're kind of around Kevin's age and could be a sibling, up or down, uh, I will happily adopt you. Now, I made this deal with Haley, and Haley said she's in. Love it. And it'll be Haley Zener. She's good. Just saw her recently. Welcome aboard. But there are others of you that you know who you are. Like, he needs brothers and sisters, because on my deathbed, I need all my children around me, and I need everyone to help comfort Kevin. Well, and here's the thing. I'll write your monologue to Deb for you. She'll be kind of passed out. So she might monologue. I'll write the, their monologue, monologue for you. Yeah. Cause you won't be able to talk to them. So I'll hand <laughs> what everybody. Did you mean, you don't mean monologue. Yeah, I do. So that they'll have their paper and they'll be like, Deborah, you have meant so much to me <laughs> oh, in my life. I, I couldn't saying. have processed. Okay, good, good, good. It'll good, be a mad yeah. lib. I couldn't have processed fill in the blank yeah. without you. You have meant so much to me and my mm. fill in the blank spouse. Perfect. I'll Perfect. give everybody that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're going to give them the deathbed, kind of the eulogy for me. Yeah, the monologue. The monologue. You call it a monologue. It's a monologue. It's a monologue is just when one person's talking. Okay. That's what okay, the monologue okay, there is. There you go. All you right. will not be interacting. You're the yeah, audience. Yeah. They're performing but the monologue. But I do want to say what they need to know. They can be sad in their own right. Like Haley should be sad if I die, right? I think there's going to be a number of people that are sad. Whether or not they're going to be in the bedroom with you, I but don't know. they have to be able to comfort you too. That's oh, required. I'm I'll be fine. No, you. I'll be Deb. I'll be fine. You just cried over Mandy Moore. Deb, I won't skip a beat. I'll be fine. I'll be at the gym the very next day. Oh, never mind. I I will say this. Anybody? I, I, in total, I think the show resonates with you and I because it it hit us at the exact right ages. Right, the kids were my age when the show premiered. The parents were essentially your age. Yeah. So the the congruency, the parallels of it, kind of mimic our life, and clearly. We are dealing with somebody right now who is dying, though he has all his faculties and he's still upright yeah. and he's driving, but that is a very real thing that looms over our family. And so it might be hyper-specific to the Zeners at this point. I'm willing to concede that. You're you're viewing it through your lens of, of life. I'm viewing it through my lens of life. Dad is always asleep by the time it airs, and I think it might be a little too heavy for him, which is mm-hmm. totally yep. fine. Yeah, but it is meaningful to us, A, because we've just invested years into these characters and we find, I don't know that there's purpose in it, but there's meaning in it. There are things that you can take from from the show if you want to. But ultimately, it's this whole journey that you've made with them. But it, it speaks to us on a somewhat personal level because it's talking about realities that we're dealing with. Right. And right. of course, you hate losing a show just selfishly, but I feel like they've done such a great job with the storylines and the characters and the plot development. And they're they're putting such a beautiful bow on it. And they're, I don't know how you die. I don't know what death looks like. But man, I would really love it to be within the framework of how This Is Us is making it. Because oh my gosh. it feels so warm. Yeah, And of course it's scary. And of course it's traumatic. And of course it leaves you different than before it happened. But I would really hope that's what yeah. our experience is or something like that. You know what it is? It's um, you. Uh, so here's one of the things that I think they did really well. You worry. I mean, the worry, I mean, obviously you don't want the person to die, but here's the thing. She lived a good long life. For so, sure. And then the worry is all those little tidbits that you worry are going to be unresolved. Yeah. You know, they bring them to resolution. 
They bring you know, it to resolution. And then the ones that don't matter, just like in real life, you don't care about away. them. Right. They float away. So here's my question to you. Yeah. So the the way this story, the way this sh- show is shot is it's it's broken up into different pieces, right? You'll see the past. You'll see the present. You'll see the future. You'll, yeah. you'll meet characters who you won't know, and then they'll introduce them to the plot later on. How far into the future do you think we get? Because right now we know the Pearsons, right? Kevin, yeah. Randall, and Kate. Yeah. We know their spouses. Yeah. We know their children, and we've seen some of their children as adults. Yeah. How far into the future do you think we get? Mm. Okay, well, I don't think we see Toby again. I think we've seen Toby for the last time. I love you, Toby. I love Toby. Team Toby. Team Toby, Toby 100%. Die. Like, listen, that Phil Philip guy is great, but I'm Team Toby. Yeah. Okay? Um... I think, I hope that we at least see a flicker of Randall holding Deja's baby. Got it. That's what I hope. I don't need to see Beth or Randall or Kevin or Kate die. I don't need to see I think we're going to see all that. You do? I think we're going to get deaths. Really? I think we're going to get deaths from the kids, and I think we're going to see their kids as them right because it's what it what it really does is it shows just the 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 cyclicalness of life right you were the child then you became the adult then you became the parent then you became the grandparent and and all of the different responsibilities that come with that we've seen that played out in the show so i think we'll see these glimpses of the big three being together and then living their own lives and i think we'll see them fully experience mm. what it means to that, that Rebecca got to experience or that Jack and Miguel got to experience. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. I mean, the one thing that you really do take away from it that, that's so clear, crystal clear is there is no beginning and there is no end. Nope. Right. I mean, that part is beautiful the way they do that. The other part is even if you perceive it as an end, there's always a new beginning. Yeah. A new beginning exists no matter what. Right. Totally. Which is, I think significant of hope, right? Agreed. I mean, so that's hope springs what that eternal. is exactly, and there is also because of the circle of it. It is. I mean, it's a little bit like a flywheel. Like it gets momentum. That life is that. Yeah. It also feels like when you're gone, you're never really gone. Sure. You know, which is a, the best feeling of all. Last question: Which iteration of the Pearsons do we see last? Do we see? Jack and Rebecca and the kids? Do we see the big three? Do we see them as the older big three as grandparents? What version does the show end on? I hope Jack and Rebecca and the kids. God, I'm with you. That's the one I would, that's my favorite. Like the young kids. I love young Kate. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the other Kates. Nobody does. But I like young Kate. Yeah. She's so innocent and sweet. Yeah. And she loves her mom so much. Because her hair looks like He-Man. Yeah. Uh, Team Jack or Team Miguel? Last question. Oh, well, I've got to go Team Jack, I know. of course. But so I unfair. love Miguel. We all Listen, do. Listen, and, and, and I want to say there were so many tweets that, that were like, I'm sorry, Miguel. Yeah. I didn't give you credit for five years. Yeah. I love you. And I am with every single one of those. Miguel, I am sorry if I didn't like you as the husband. I'm sorry if I didn't appreciate you enough. Miguel, the guy, Miguel, the actor, you were fabulous. Yep. And I want to say under-recognized the entire time. Okay. But Jack. Oh, uh, Jack is Jack. Yeah. We all, listen, I know Jack has a drinking problem and <laughs> yeah. I know Jack has issues with his family and he died young, but Jack. If, if there is a, if there is a model type of father, 
It's Jack. It's Jack. Yeah. Minus the alcoholism. Yeah. We'll let you know how we respond to the finale, okay. if we like it or not. There could We're going to love it. There could be sobbing, sobbing. I just hope that I don't have any boogers, because I think it could be that type of sobbing. Oh, You know what okay, I'm saying? Just right. that gut-wrenching sobbing. Well, have, have some extra Kleenex for sure. We'll let you know on the Monday podcast. But that is going to do it for this Thursday episode of the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And you can follow us on all of our social channels at Deb and Kev Pod. And make sure, let me know what you think I should do with my returns. Because based on what our listeners say, I'm going to do that. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Mom, I love you to death. I love you, baby. We'll see you guys on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow Deb and Kev on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter at Deb and Kev pod.